And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? It's Wednesday. The day is finally here. Uh, the Lightning will be dropping the puck for their first game since March. Uh, this is a big deal. I mean, even though it's an exhibition game, I'm still pretty pumped up about it. A lot of hockey fans. Uh, I mean, there's been good, good feedback from these games, these exhibition games that have that started up yesterday uh all across the internet uh pretty excited um i got a glimpse of some of the the calgary edmonton game last night um you know like i it's pretty weird with the with the empty stands and all that but i mean it's really not a big deal at this point it is what it is i'm not going to make a bigger deal out of it than it already is but uh i'm just happy hockey's back i'm finally i'm just happy that like legit hockey's back you know we're not when i say that i mean teams playing against each other uh you know it's it's a beautiful thing to see instead of you know watching scrimmages and all that and just sitting here on a daily basis just talking to you about roster moves and all that but yeah uh one of the things i'm really looking forward to with this game today against florida will be the lines it's going to be very interesting to see how they pair up certain individuals together obviously we won't be having steven stamkos um i'm very curious to see how certain players like maybe they'll let john ruda play uh by the way happy birthday to him as well as tyler johnson both their birthdays so they're definitely getting a uh a big birthday present today by playing competitive hockey. Um, let's make no mistake about this. Even though this is an exhibition game, the guy's going to be coming out on the ice, absolutely buzzing around um, with a lot of intensity, and I'm sure the, the Panthers will as well. So, uh, you know, hopefully um, the Lightning show up today and give us a lot of good positive feelings uh, before you know they face off against the Washington Washington Capitals next week. Um, the one thing that might be a little bit concerning at first, um, and it seems like the common theme that is going on thus far, is it looks like the goaltenders are a little rusty, which was expected considering you know the layoff. It's goaltenders are a little different in regards to they need to con- consistently be playing, you know, get in their groove. I mean, we're all no strangers to how uh, goaltenders tend to get hot at the right time and that could make or break and determine a Stanley Cup win uh, run actually but yeah um, really interested to see not only other than the lines but how Vasilevsky does in today's game so definitely going to keep an eye on that we'll discuss all that and more on tomorrow's episode now I just want to make a little announcement uh, just you know unrelated to hockey so I kind of talked about it very briefly about maybe a couple of months ago months ago or so um how imperative it was for everybody to be wearing their mask and stay safe and all that uh and this was during the first spikes that were going on around uh the country uh once everything started to kind of calm down and then we started seeing people being irresponsible 
So my uncle, uh, my uncle Michael, he unfortunately uh, had COVID and he was in the hospital for the longest time and he was in the hospital for about 123 days, but I'm excited to announce that yesterday he was finally released. Um, he's also a New York City police police officer, so you know having having a being a 9/11 first responder under, under his belt, he's now also a coronavirus uh, survivor. So just super excited about that. Um, you know, I tweeted the link to the article slash video, I guess that uh, was was made about him um, from CBS um, go ahead if you want to take a look at that um, it's definitely a great story I know there's tons of other stories out there but you know I try to be transparent with certain things in my life towards you guys so you kind of you know so you kind of get to know me a little bit more and that's just one of the great off the ice I guess you could say news that is going on in my life and I just wanted to share it with you guys so and thank you to some of you who already reached out to me and you know uh, expressed how excited you were about that and I really appreciate it um, obviously there's tons of other people that are still dealing with this illness and hopefully they have the same success story as my uncle did so uh, in just a bit we'll be playing part three the final part of the round robin round table in which I participated in with uh, the hosts from locked on flyers locked on Bruins and locked on caps now let's talk about some of the predictions that, you know, maybe some of us have. Maybe some, you could throw some crazy ones out there, uh, like I've been saying. And uh, Sarah Evanpato from Lock On King said to me that she definitely wants a Zach Bogosian Stanley Cup Finals OT game winner to clinch the series. Um, now, what are some maybe predictions before we get into ideal matchups and all that that we all have? Uh, Danielle? Uh that's a hard one because honestly, I'm, I'm just like, my mindset is just focus on the Flyers. So I don't know. My prediction is that I, I go back and forth because I don't know if I want the Flyers to win the cup uh, or if I don't because of COVID. It'll be the COVID cup in my mm. mind and they won't get a parade and everything I've been waiting for will have to be postponed. So I don't know. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm kind of like up in the air. I don't know if I want the Flyers to win or not. Mm -hmm. But I'm just excited to see how they do, to be honest. I'm going to just – maybe I'll I'll just go and say that the Penguins-Hab series is going to go five games. That's my, my, uh, my uh, edgy prediction for all this. I believe that the Habs are going to play the Penguins tough, even though, you know, the, the Penguins have a ton of playoff experience. I believe that they're going to give the Penguins a hard time. Um, what do you think, Rachel? What are some of your predictions, maybe either for the Flyers or for maybe from some other of the series that we have in the Eastern Conference? It's more of a hope than a prediction, but I would like the Islanders to just go away quietly. Thank you. As if they never existed. I think <laughs> that, that would be a great eventuality for these playoffs because I feel like, I, the Islanders fan base is just has this like giant rock on their shoulders. It's not even a chip. It's just this boulder and it, they, they need to be taken down a notch. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that series between them and the Panthers, I think I don't, I don't see myself watching a second of that. I really don't care who wins or maybe both, both teams just bow out by default 
for whatever reason. You know but... what'll be great about watching that series though? You won't have to listen to a whole bunch of fans yell, yes, yes, yes. That yes, is true. Yes, that is true. The but then again, we don't know if they're gonna pump that into the arena. <gasps> oh, uh, <that> probably <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah, so you have to remember that. Um, Ian, what are what is maybe your prediction? either for the Bruins or for maybe one of the Eastern Conference series? Uh, you know what? Speaking of the Panthers, I've been, I've been kind of high on them all year. I think that if if Sergei Borowski can play up to kind of his name or even league average goaltending, I think that team can actually make a lot of, a lot of noise. I was expecting them to be a lot better during the regular season, and they've kind of gotten a second life here. I think they'll, they'll definitely be the Islanders. And depending on who they are matched up with in the first round, I think they could win a round or two and, and really surprise some people. So that's one of my uh, predictions for the Bruins. You know, I mentioned earlier that it's, it's kind of lame that they have to re-earn the top seed. But um, I think out of all the first-round matchups, the only one that I'd be remotely concerned about really is the – the Pittsburgh Penguins, if they end up with the fourth seed, um, I think they should, at the very least, um, you know, make it to the second round. And depending on the seeding, um, I would love to see them them match up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, as we were all kind of looking forward to when they had that game in March that was kind of fight-filled and pretty passionate. So, um, you know, I think – Best case scenario, obviously, is that the Bruins win. I, I don't think, like Danielle was saying, a, a parade and all that wouldn't really matter. I think it would mm -hmm. just kind of be uh, making good on the loss from Game 7 last year and kind of proving that they are the best team in the league at the moment um, and just kind of making that official. But um, in terms of crazy predictions, yeah, like I said, I, I can easily see it kind of being like what we saw after the – the lockout where we had Carolina Edmonton, like a, a final that nobody expected and, and see kind of something like the Coyotes and the Panthers or, or something stupid like that in the final. Mm. But ideally it would be a, a Bruins blues repeat so that the Bruins can, can kind of vanquish that, that uh, ghost that they have hanging over them. Yeah. I guess now that you said that, I guess I'm going to man up and say that I want the lightning even though i think the toronto maple leafs are the best matchup for them i think that let's have let's have the lightning play the blue jackets in the first round and then play you guys in the conference finals and then whoever we play in the stanley cup finals i really don't care i mean as long as it's not edmonton that i think that's the only team that i'm really scared of or i guess maybe is the threat to just embarrass the lightning in the play in in the finals other than that i guess you know maybe the abs and the blues either way but uh, Amy, what do you think about your caps? Do you think uh, what are what are some your, of the predictions? Well, your from... wishes from from an Eastern Conference perspective first. Your wishes kind of dovetail with my very bold prediction. My very bold prediction is that only two Metro teams are going to make it out of that play-in round, and they're going to be the Blue Jackets and the Rangers. It's not a bad prediction. I mean, the Rangers are a feisty team. I would love team. to see the Leafs lose. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the Le I I I uh, Ian said he would want, love to see the Leafs uh, the Leafs lose, but yeah, I think that the Rangers I mean, are. And, you know, as a Cats fan, I'd love to see the Pens lose. I'm sure the Flyers <laughs> ladies might agree. Um, 
I, and I think, I think, you know, in this time of the COVID cup, as Danielle so, so plainly put it, anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, that. I don't know that the penguins are as big and bad as we might think they are. That's true. I mean, especially with this long layoff and I mean, granted, Crosby's still early in his 30s. And I don't think the Islanders are as big and bad as, ever, as, as they think they are. No, they're definitely not. I think if any of these lower-seeded uh, teams that we should be looking out for, maybe just an eye, eye on them, are definitely the Rangers. Um, they're scary. Uh, they have a three-headed monster in that who, you know, any one of those guys, if they're hot, could pitch a shutout that night, as well as Panarin could drop two or three goals on you in one night in a couple of minutes, Look. especially. If anybody from my division is going to win a cup that's not the Capitals, I want it to be the Rangers. I want to see Lundqvist win a cup. Yeah, I think that's the one. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think. (laughs) He deserves to rot. At first, the way she was saying that, I really thought she was going to agree at first, but. I really did too. (laughs) No, no. No, he. How many chances has he got? Has he had to get out of that team now? With what teams in front of him, though? He's had. He's, but he had. To, he there. They wanted to trade him to get him out of New York many times, he and he said leave. no. He'll well, die before he well, leaves, and that's right. fine. And that's fine. But that's his shit to sink in. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> well, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. His and best the Rangers. Chance I mean, I don't know. I, I I can only look for it from a Flyers point of view, but the Flyers played the Rangers very, very well. And that's a team that I wouldn't mind the Flyers playing in the first, um, if they get past in the first round, because that's a, that's a good matchup for the Flyers. Now Flyers girls real quick. Are you kind of aiming um, maybe in avenging your Stanley cup final loss from years ago and playing the Blackhawks in the finals this year? Would that be like a perfect scenario to end it all and, you know, hoist the cup? No, up? no, <laughs> Because that would mean that the Blackhawks got to the Stanley Cup final, and nobody yeah. needs that. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, I don't think that's a distinct possibility. Well, I think the league really, really wants an original six Stanley Cup finals this year. I, I mean, think that's that's all well and good, and yes, TV enjoy ratings, that blah, fake blah, marketing blah. construct. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I could only imagine the the promo videos they're gonna do for that series of two uh, original six teams make it just like tons of old black and white footage, uh, fl- and then just flashing to highlights from this year with some of the star players. I mean, it's the it, that would just be like the NHL's dream out of after everything that's happened. Um, now, what is just going around? What is maybe? How how important is seeding for each of us, and who is the team that we really you know if we if we could pick instead of just play these stupid games, how who if we wanted to pick an opponent who do, who would we want to play personally? Seeding means absolutely nothing to me. Top prize is home ice advantage, and considering except for Edmonton and Toronto, not. yeah, there's no fans, so really there is no prize. So seeding really doesn't mean anything unless maybe you're going unless you're the team that ends up playing Montreal if they even upset Pittsburgh. Um, but with matchup, I want Toronto. I think that's the best matchup for the Lightning at this point right now. Um, other than that, maybe Carolina, but I doubt they're going to beat New York. Um, and then, yeah, I just think I think if I want to really here's – th- here's the thing. I want the Blue Jackets, but at the same time, I feel like they're – we could see a definite repeat of what happened last year. So, uh, Amy, who do you want 
how important is seeding and how do you think about, you know, what team do you want the Caps to win, uh, play against? I think a win too. Um, the seeding doesn't really matter to me all that much either. Insofar as, you know, it matters insofar as it puts us in a matchup. Now, um, here are the things I don't want. I don't, Actually, there's only one thing I really don't want. I don't want to play the Hurricanes. And here's why. It's not that I don't think that we could beat them. I do. It's that the Hurricanes as an organization and as a fan base, ever since last year's playoffs, have decided that there's some sort of rivalry between the Capitals and the Hurricanes that is long-standing over the course of one playoff series that the Caps lost. So I just don't, I don't necessarily like, yes, we have a rival in Pittsburgh. It's long-standing. Yes, we have a rival. Ladies, I love you, but we have a rival in Philadelphia. That's long-standing. You can't manufacture a rivalry. And I don't necessarily want another one. We we got our hands full with Pittsburgh and the Flyers already. So if we don't have to deal with the Canes, that'd be great. Other than that, it doesn't matter to me. I kind of tend to agree with you, Adam, that either the Leafs or the Blue Jackets might be the easiest to for us to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Ian? Who are you thinking is the best? matchup for the Bruins going in you know out of the round robin games as well as how important is really seeding to you yeah I don't I don't really think seeding is that important taking out the home ice advantage and just kind of the uncertainty of of who the matchups will be against um we're not too concerned about it either way I wouldn't want necessarily to get the fourth seed and have to play the Penguins I think they're the best team of the uh, you know eight that are vying for that official playoff spot. I would also, I think, as we say, kind of been be a bit leery of the Rangers as well with with their their goaltending and, and Panarin. Um, but overall, I don't really think it matters. I would love to to see the Bruins and the Canadians in the playoffs. That's always always fun. I'd love to avoid having to deal with a series against the Maple Leafs. Just being a Bruins fan up here in Ontario, there's there's just always a hassle, <laughs> and um, you know it, it has worked out, but eventually, you know, chances are it might not. So I don't really want to live through that. And um, yeah, I don't I, I don't really have a preference as to who they play in the first round. Um, you know, my biggest hope is that you know they all just all stay healthy and that they can all just come up to the bubble and all the teams remain kind of, uh, you know, COVID free and we can just get through this without looking back and thinking it was a mistake to have even tried to, to bring hockey back mm-hmm. or sports back in general. So uh, that's, that's my preference, I guess, if you can boil it down to that. Right. Now, Rachel, Danielle. Um, just personally, I would like to see you guys in a series against the Rangers just because, so, you know, I don't really care who wins that series. I just wouldn't want to play the Rangers after the round Robin. 
Um, so if they take care of you guys, you know, even though I think you both are great, I wouldn't worry that much. I wouldn't be too upset if the Flyers got knocked out after the round robin matchups. But uh, at the same time, um, now having said that, what do you think about seeding? Um, I think Rachel, before you said it means absolutely nothing. Um, and who, what team do you think is the best fit coming out of the round robin for the Flyers to play? Uh, well, Danielle already mentioned the Rangers as a good matchup. So I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that based on how the season went, um, it, it's a really good thing. Uh, honestly, it's kind of unfortunate that none of our teams can play each other in that first round yeah. uh, because I think the Caps would honestly be a good matchup in the as well. I think, you know, we've been pretty successful against the Caps this season, including a seven to two game. That was a lot of fun, but you know, that being said, I just, yeah, I just can't really think about some of the other teams. I, I would really hate to see a Flyers pens yeah. series more than anything. I just think the narrative is so overblown and I just, um, it's exhausting. And I would like to move on a little bit from that and just have like a real fun, solid hockey series without all of that extra stuff around it. Well, I think you guys should definitely maybe root for the Island to, to play the Islanders then, uh, you know, since uh, you said earlier that maybe the, the Islanders, you kind of wanted to see them kind of go away as quickly as possible. Maybe you're the team to do it. I would, I would love that. Uh, truly. Um, and it's 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 an interesting because uh, none of you guys really care about seeding, and I mean the Flyers, I don't think they care about seeding either. But it's like the Flyers are different than the rest of you guys. Things like we're on the up and coming, and you guys are kind of not your last hurrah, but um, it could be. So like, I mean, what do you guys like? What do you guys think of that? I mean, the Flyers are new blood coming in there. I don't think any of you guys expected them to to be where we are. So I just wanted to get your opinions on that. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I think like, yeah, the, 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 I think I've said it many times on my show The I think the clock's ticking for this lightning team. I think Stam coast maybe has a couple of few more years before he could, he kind of just calls it quits, you know, cause how many times you had to get injured before you, you just realize maybe it's time to pack it in. Um, the Lightning are going to have to make some tough decisions in this offseason with the flat cap, so they're not going to be able to sign, re-sign everybody in terms of the UFAs. Um, and they don't exactly have a stacked system in the AHL, in the ECHL. So that's another thing where so I feel like, especially now, um, it's the time to strike, especially because you have a team like the Flyers who are – I, in my opinion, I think next to the Rangers are one of the most dangerous teams in the Eastern Conference just because of how talented they are as well as how young they are. Um, I, I can't really speak for the Bruins and the Caps. I mean, I, Amy said earlier how, you know, the Caps are kind of already an old man team. Um, but, yeah, the Lightning, I think the clock's ticking. Uh, and they could very well lose their coach either at the end of this playoffs if, you know, they're not successful in going far or possibly lose Coop maybe early in the season next year if they get off to a slow start. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I think that it's the pressure is definitely on the Lightning and the Bruins. I can't speak for 
the the Caps. I mean, the Bruins made it to the finals last year, so but the the Lightning, especially just because you know we could only have this core for so long, and um, we're not going to be able to have enough money uh, to be flexible to to sign quality players that are really going to make a big difference, like we've had in years past. I think this Caps team is the closest to the Cup winning team they're ever going to be again. So they're going to they're going to give it one last run, especially because Brain Holpe's contract is up at the end of this season. Um, so who knows where he's headed, especially like you said, Adam, with the flat cap. I'm kind of hoping he signs a one year extension and then we send him to Seattle because then I can buy a Holpe Kraken jersey. But um, but yeah, I mean, we are the oldest team in the NHL. I said it before. So is our window closing? experts and I'm using my 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 finger quotes here experts have said that our window has been closing for years including the year that we won the cup so we'll see uh Ian what do you think yeah I think um I mean at the beginning of the season I wouldn't have picked the the Flyers to be in the top four in in the Eastern Conference at the point of the season that they were at and they, I think, along with uh, the Rangers, the Hurricanes, are really representative of the next wave of uh, kind of Eastern Conference, I don't know, powerhouse is the right word, but kind of those Eastern Conference contenders. The Bruins have um, most of their core wrapped up through next season. So um, I've already mentioned that. This might be their last kick at it with Tory Krug in the mix. And then after next year, you know, Tuba Rask, David Krejci are up. Um, so I think, you know, I don't know if their window is closing per se, but uh, Patrice Bergeron just turned 35. And, um, you know, Zidane Chara can't play forever. So I think they probably have a few years left. But this team, I think, is – maybe a little bit better than the one that went to the finals last year. And it would be disappointing if they weren't able to finish the job. Um, I think, yeah, it, it would be, I don't know. It, it's just really weird because the circumstances and everybody's kind of been allowed to catch up, get healthy and everybody will be entering this thing, uh, you know, in two different cities and on a really level playing field. So I think more than any year, anything really can happen and and probably will happen. So I'd be disappointed if the Bruins don't win in one sense, but also not surprised if, you know, it's a really, uh, you know, if the Flyers do win it all or or if a team like the Rangers is able to to go on this big run uh, or even the Hurricanes who went to the conference finals last year. So, yeah, all that to say, it's a real crapshoot, and uh, nothing really will surprise me other than maybe the fact that the NHL might be able to pull this off and actually crown a Stanley Cup champion this year. Yeah, and just to piggyback off that real quick, um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Flyers do end up making a long cup run. Um, I can't really speak on, you know, I don't, I mean, you know, I just don't want to see them lift the cup. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they played in the series, but I wouldn't, you know, it's just, they're a very good team and I wouldn't be shocked if whether it's this year or in the next five that they win a cup. 
or make at least multiple appearances in the finals. So before we end real quick, I just want to go around and just get your brief first impressions off the new franchise, the Seattle Kraken. Um, Flyers girls, what do you think about the Kraken thus far? Uh, are, are you feeling it? I not entirely sold on the S on the, on the Jersey. It kind of looks like I said on my show, that cool S that we used to all draw in our notebooks. And when we were kids, <laughs> I said the same thing. Um, you know, I, I guess it's supposed to be like a tentacle with like an eye peeping through. I guess that's what it is. Um, could they have maybe come up with a better name than Kraken or, you know, I was hoping they just called them the supersonics, maybe buy the rights to that from the NBA. But um, what do you think about the Kraken thus far? So far, I have no complaints until the expansion drafts comes around. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to begin to even yeah. think about who we're going to lose, but uh, yeah. Rachel, what do you think? Yeah, I love it. I love the design. I love the name. I love everything about it. I think the launch was pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to them for keeping it under wraps and not letting it leak. I think that was a monumental achievement. And, uh, you know, I, like Danielle said, I just am scared for who they're going to take from us. But beyond that, I'm excited to see them get started. If they don't, I'm just going to say this now before we continue with this. If they don't play that part from Clash of the Titans where Liam Neeson says, release the oh, Kraken. Oh, they've got that cute up they, If they don't do that, then we need to restart of their franchise because. No, and that, they're going to have a big, glowy, cloudy, smoky Kraken head that, yeah. you know, with the red eyes that, you know, if they don't do their version of the shark or the knight's helmet or the, you know. Well, I could definitely see them having a mascot that's scarier than Gritty if they do choose to have one walking around the arena. Um, Scarier, maybe. Better? Absolutely not. This is Look, true. As a Caps fan who has met Gritty and fallen in love, I will agree with Danielle. Yeah. yeah uh, as a person who has had a lifelong fear of mascots, <laughs> like severe masculophobia. Oh, Rachel, you're like my I, partner for my other podcast. She hates them too. I have fallen in love with Gritty. Like, Gritty has gotten me over it. So, oh, I, Gritty has, I, she loves Gritty, but she's still like scared of mascots. Yeah. <laughs> some of, some of the quarantine videos that they were dropping of Gritty were pretty cool. But so that, I guess it, I could say reluctantly, I was sort of won over by him as well. But, uh, Ian, what are you thinking about the Kraken? Yeah, I think, uh, it's a pretty cool name. I I was kind of hoping for Sockeyes. I thought that was maybe a more traditional name, and they could have done something cool with the colors. But Ian, do, can... you, do you know why they can't use the Sockeyes? No, I don't. Because there is a um, series of romance novels. Oh, hey. <laughs> that have copyrighted. Actually, my other podcast partner and I did some research about this, so we know that have copyrighted the use of, or trademarked rather, the use of the team Seattle Sockeyes as a oh, hockey team oh, because they're romance novels about fictional hockey players for the Seattle Sockeyes. Well, I know what I'm uh, reading for the rest of the summer. <laughs> that I was going to say, that, that's gonna, we definitely have to start a uh, Locked On Podcast Network book club now. Because <laughs> yeah. so good I, haven't, I will say that having not read any of them. But they do exist, and there is a series of them. They're out on Amazon Kindle. Well, I do really like their their color scheme. I, I saw uh, 
a version of their logo today. Someone had already tattooed it on their arm where yeah, it was, uh, the I anchor was I saw that in it with the S kind of wrapped around it. I think that would have been a better look like overall. I think the best thing about them so far is just like, they really seem to be building the team the right way. They have a really, you know, focus on analytics. They have a really diverse staff. And I think they're really kind of setting the model for other NHL franchises that way, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. But yeah, I, I'm terrified of who they're going to take in the expansion draft. I, I don't think they're going to make um, a lot of mistakes per se. And uh, they're going to really build a strong team out of the gate. And so yeah, I, I'm kind of scared about that, but, um, you know, it, it really made me wish that there was a team in Quebec City, too. I think there's a big hole yeah. there in the NHL. I'd like to see a team in Quebec City to bring back that great logo. But, yeah, I think Seattle's off to as good of a start as, as anybody could have could have hoped for. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if we – well, I'm sure J.D. Young from Lockdown Sharks is going to hate me for this, but I that would be kind of cool if we have Vegas and uh, – Seattle in the Western Conference Finals, uh, maybe uh, next year or yeah, that would be kind of cool. But uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you for doing this. This was great. Um, good luck to all you guys. Um, Same maybe, here, Adam. Maybe one of our teams, maybe some of our teams will meet in the playoffs. Uh, in my mind, hopefully, it's just Bruins Lightning. If we have to run into the Flyers, then you might have to check on me because I might be pulling my hair out. Uh, the Caps I'm just worried about Ovechkin uh, and Hopi getting hot at the right time if we run into you guys Uh, and yeah thanks for all of you for doing this I know you're all busy with all the content that's going on with your shows and everything's starting to ramp up so once again yep thanks thank Thank you you. this is great thanks and once again I'd like to thank all those hosts Brian Amy Danielle and Rachel for participating in that roundtable. It was a lot of fun. Um, maybe we'll do kind of like a follow-up segment, uh, maybe either later in the playoffs or maybe afterwards just to see where we all ended up and maybe how we're feeling about our teams going into the future. Just because, like we said at the end of that segment, for some of us, uh, especially the Bruins and you know maybe a little bit the Lightning as well, um, this could be, you know, the clock is ticking, especially the Washington Capitals. Uh, you know, they're definitely, like Amy said, one of the oldest teams in the NHL right now. So definitely the clock's ticking on them. But yes, for the Lightning, uh, I completely stand by what I said. I think that, you know, they need, especially with the flat cap, they they need to make the most of what they have now. And then also pair that up with what might happen, what players they might lose in this upcoming expansion draft. So there's a lot of things that are in play, uh, a lot of variables that might affect this team in the very near future. So we have to think about that. And, of course, you don't want to waste the prime years of Vasilevsky, who uh, I firmly believe is the best goalie in the league right now, uh, regardless of if he wins the Vezina or not. Uh, I think that, you know, I think that uh, Connor Hellebuck will probably win. I mean, rightfully so. He carried that that Jets team all year, and they wouldn't be where they are right now if it wasn't for his play. So, yeah, uh, today's game is at 12 p.m., so keep an eye on that. Uh, And once again, subscribe, like, follow. Um, 
you know, this podcast, it really helps the show a lot. And as well as it also helps you because then you get to keep track uh, and stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you want to reach out to the show or keep up with all the news surrounding the show as well, go to the Twitter page, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, of course. And then you could also find me there at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R. You want to tweet at me. Uh, I'll be tweeting a little bit about the game here and there. Um, like I said on past episodes, I'm not going to make too big of a deal about this. I just want to see how the guys will be playing against another team other than themselves for the first time since March. So, like I said, it's a great day. Um, and then we'll get into more of that stuff, uh, the nitty-gritty, once the round-robin games uh, start up. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.